0: What is up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. I hope y'all are having an amazing week so far. It's me, your host, Haley Graves, and welcome to episode six of the Daily Haley podcast. This episode is so dear to me. It is um, covering a topic that I have been struggling with for the past four years since I had my daughters, and um, I got the pleasure of interviewing author and fitness coach Rachel Brooks. I actually met her on Facebook. She answered um, a question I had in a Facebook group. It was about health and we got to talking, had a really organic conversation. She had some really great tips for me And I found out that she's an entrepreneur and she was writing a book at the time and is a fitness coach. And I said, I have to get you on the podcast. This would be such a good conversation. And I know my listeners will love it just as much as I have loved talking to her myself. So we did just that. I got to pick her brain about all things health and fitness. And and so I hope that you love this conversation just as much as I did and as always, if you have any feedback or any tips for me as I kind of keep this thing going, shoot me an email at thedailyhaleypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I love to chat with y'all. Um, so anyways, I hope y'all enjoy. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Daily Haley podcast. I am your host, Haley Graves, and although I may be hosting the interviews conducted on this show, I am taking a seat right next to you as we both learn and grow from these amazing entrepreneurs from every field of the creative space. I am a mom, an up and coming entrepreneur, and your quirky friend next door. I am learning every day just as you are, so I hope we can do that together. This is a fun, interactive, safe space where we can have open conversations about money, hardships, growth, fear, and so much more. So whether you are on your morning run, cleaning the kitchen, or sitting in the office, welcome, and let's get to it. I'm so excited for our conversation. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yes. Well, thanks for reaching out. I know we were oh just chatting about some other stuff too. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I, when we first were talking about
0: health, I was like, oh my gosh, she would be so good to interview. I've got to like do some research and get her, get her on the podcast. So I'm so excited.
1: Yes. So am I. I was like, I just had a photo shoot today. So I'm, I'm not always going to say you late, look great. <laughs> I'm usually in like sweats and like five day old hair. And yeah. No,
0: I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to do something with my hair. Cause it was in a nasty bun and I still
1: have sweats and a t-shirt on, you know, <laughs> well, Yep, this was a reason to, uh, formally put together some self care how yeah. like, I had to get my nails done. I had to do makeup this morning. Actually, I do my own because I'm like I don't even want to be really bothered with that stuff. But yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, I guess we can just get it get it kicked
0: off. If you could just give us an intro and a quick bio on who you are and where you come from,
1: that would be awesome. yes yeah, So, I am Rachel Brooks, and I am a fitness and lifestyle enthusiast, entrepreneur, author um, just a lot of things, host of the confident woman podcast. (laughs) So with my, my new book that just launched, it is chasing perfection, a journey to healing fitness and self-love. And it has a whole bunch of everything in it. Like it's just hard to just narrow down. Like what is the one thing that your book is about? And if I had to summarize that it is, it's the reclaiming your power to create your own story. And that really is that journey of the healing, fitness, and self-love from, you know, figuring out who you were, letting go of what you believe and what you think that you should become and embrace who you're becoming. And so that's part of that chasing of perfection where so many individuals, um, we chase after something, and when we're constantly chasing, we forget to be who we're supposed to be. We lose ourselves along the way. Yeah. And so that's pretty much the summary of my book, is that when we stop, stop chasing and start realizing who we are, then we can create that own, our own story based off of who we want to become and who we are called to become.
0: I love that. So how did you get started? I mean, was this something you were always passionate about or did this kind of come along later in life?
1: Yeah. So that's a, a really good question. And it's one of those loaded questions because right. there's so much of that like backstory. And um, I, I didn't even know this was going to turn into a passion or a purpose. It was just something that I had always struggled with my whole life. when, when, you know, it comes to body image and, uh, self-esteem and self-image overall. Um, for me, it was that constant quest of trying to externally become something to think that I will then receive all the, the accolades in a sense, like the love, the happiness, the success, the, you know, whatever we're after. And for me at that time, I, I had body dysmorphia, eating disorders, um, yo-yo dieting from every new fad diet that came out there. I was just constantly in this chase of looking for the next quick fix to outrun a lifetime of just issues that I had, had hadn't had even faced. I didn't even know I had them yeah. until I actually started to do the inner work and started uncovering all that messy, scary, ugly stuff that we collect along our way. And we just throw it into like this, I use like the analogy of like a, a, a luggage you know, bag. But for me, I felt like it was a U-Haul because it was just so much stuff to unpack. And once you start undressing that and just discarding what no longer serves you and start keeping, you know, the things that, that are benefiting you now, or, you know, could apply to you in the future, you start sorting through this like kind of closet stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, we're uncovering that. And it was, it, it was a messy, ugly, scary thing that it, it, took a lot of um, courage to really face some past, some present, and then even looking at where I wanted to go was scary. Because, yeah. you know, once you feel like a bit lighter after you've carried, you know, unpacked all these things, you're like, wow, okay, I didn't even realize that this could be possible. Because we've, we've attached our identities and our beliefs to our past experiences, our past stories, whether they're, they're you know, something we inherited, or we've collected through society, through friends, our parents, or you know media, whatever it may be. And so those are the stories, the lies, excuses, and beliefs that we adapt and apply, and thats becomes our reality. Yeah. And if we don't like our reality, we it's up to us to change yeah. it.
0: absolutely. that's so good. and i I mean, I relate to this so deeply because I'm in my own journey with my health and figuring out you know, my path to get there. And it's been a lot of the yo-yo dieting and, you know, trying new things. And if it don't, that doesn't work, I get discouraged and frustrated. And then I just stop. And then I gain all the weight back because it's, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting where I need to be in that moment. And I remember when I, I mean, when I had my first daughter, I gained 70 pounds with just her. And I, I had this idea of my body as this thing that will always be there for me no matter how I treat it. And while that's true, I also did not have the respect for my body that I needed. So it was, you know, eating ice cream every night while I was pregnant. And that was kind of my excuse to, um, to live that way. And, it, it was awful. It was so awful. And then I had my second daughter and just gained more weight. And so I'm now it's like, I'm in this place where I'm living with, like you said, it's, just, it's, it's so much deeper in doing that inner work and figuring out why I allowed myself to get there, how I can go back to those moments and deal with some really tough things that I struggled with and had no idea that I was struggling with. And it's, 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 it's definitely a journey.
1: (laughs) It absolutely is. And there's no, there is no quick fix, overnight success. Once it fits all, you're going to hear a lot of that stuff out there, you know, especially in the fitness and the health industry. And like you said, I mean, when, when you start identifying where, where those beliefs stem from, and for me, ultimately like where it came from was a a lack of self-worth and and a lack of self uh, value and respect. And so when you don't think that you're worthy enough, you are not going to do the efforts and work because why would you, you're just going to fail anyway. And if you fail, then you're just a loser and a failure and all this negative self-talk that, that we've accumulated because we're purposely seeking out that proof to support that story of that lie that has been ingrained in our, in our minds. And that's the inner critic that does not shut up. She's that mean girl that just says, see, told you you'd fail. You failed at everything else. Why would this be any different? Yeah. So when we, when we start to, the, the way I see it is that if we're able to focus on that negative belief and negative self-talk, we can easily just shift, shift that, that whole belief into empowering beliefs. Yeah. But it's, it, 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 sounds so weird and it's so like, sounds cheesy and cliche, like all those affirmational things, but we didn't just sit here one day and just say, yep, I'm a loser. Yep. Yeah. I failed at this diet. Just going to be a failure. Yeah. We've repeated that pattern so many times. So now we need to reframe how we speak to ourselves and that will take practice and it will sound really weird. Yeah. It just, and, and then now when that negative voice comes up and you say, yep, I, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. That's the one that you're just like, yep, you're the liar. Yeah. Now I know my truth and I speak words of empowerment over myself because I know that I'm worthy of it. Yeah. And that's really the dynamic of shifting. And that starts with that inner belief because we need to get to the, to the root of where did this, where did these thoughts even come from Mm -hmm. that our that our thoughts actually started looking to validate them. Yeah. There's always a trigger and there's a, so for every story, there's a backstory and a backstory and a backstory and it gets all the way down to the root. And so how you can do that is really start uh, questioning. Like when you, when a memory pops up or something that triggers you say, wow, I forgot all about that. Or wow, that one's so so prevalent in my life. Then the next question should just be like, why? Yeah. Okay. And then you start peeling back another layer. And now you're kind of deeper into that memory or that, that replay, that story. Why? And yeah. keep going and keep going. And I share a lot of that in my book with, and it's called mind funneling. And so when you start funneling all the way down to, to the very core, the very root of that belief, it ultimately stems from not feeling good enough. There's somewhere in you that something happened and and it's just buried deep in that U-Haul or that luggage. And you just have to get to the back of the, to that trailer, to the, to the luggage at the bottom. And that's the, that's the route that really needs to healing. Yeah. Because we're all made to, to, of, of purpose for purpose. And on purpose,
0: yeah.
1: We weren't made by our creators to to just be worthless and nothing, yeah. Like you were when you were created, you were filled with love, worth, purpose, passion, and you are a soul. It's our bodies that are just telling us that we're nothing, yeah, if we believe it. And so that's a lot of the inner work dealing with. Um, you know, for, for me, one of my philosophies is, um, you don't know, no one size fits all you in and, and for being into that fitness space, I take a whole different approach to it. I don't focus on the diet and the exercise, I focus on getting fit from within. And that's the inner fitness, because if we're not fit mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, the physical doesn't matter, you could change the outside appearance. But if you don't believe it, and you don't see it, it means nothing until you know that you're worthy of it. And for so many of the clients that I've worked with is that when they come to me and they say, oh, I want to lose X pounds. I'm like, okay, let, let's talk about that X pounds. Yeah. And then when we realize, like after working together, that's not even a priority on their list anymore. They've actually loved themselves for where, where they're at right now. Yeah. And it's just like, it's an afterthought yeah. because now they're so in love with just themselves with life. That they don't look at their body as a, for, as a measurement of worth
0: yeah.
1: or a, a measurement of, of success or how hard they worked because this body is just, it's going to break down over time. It's going to age. We're going to get gray. We're going to get stretch marks. We all have cellulite at some degree. I mean, we are just, we're, we're, we're presented into this world, this society that we're, we're kind of just uh, sponges soaking this all up is that we have to fit this ideal. And if you don't fit this ideal, there's something wrong with you. Right. And if there's something wrong with you, then you must be damaged goods. And if you're damaged goods, you're just trash. You're worthless. Yeah. But that's really not the reality of it. That's not true. That's, that's a lie. Oh, so good. Oh my
0: gosh. I could just sit and listen to you talk about this all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And I've started, my my oldest is four. And she started talking about, she, I mean, she doesn't talk about her body, but she talks about my body. So she's very observant. And so like the other day, she, uh, I was about to get into the shower and she came to me and she, she was like, mommy, your tummy is big. And I was like, and I, in that moment, I was like, how can I respond to this? Because I don't want to respond in a way that makes her think that I'm self-conscious about my stomach. And I don't want her to hear me talking negatively about myself. So I turned to her and I was like, you're right. My stomach is big. And do you know why? Cuz you were in my tummy cuz I had you because mommy's body grew you and it's a beautiful thing. And she was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I was like, and then just turned and walked away and I was like, "Yeah, it is pretty dang cool, you know? Like our bodies are so beautiful and they're so glorious and the way that we respond to it is has holds all the power and I am learning this
1: on this journey and it's 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 been incredible, truly. Right. And, and you, uh, I applaud you for the way you handle that with your daughter, because so many women, we, and one, you said, said it twice, respond. Yeah. I love that because we have, we have just so much, like when we bring this onto ourselves, if we're not in that right mindset, we react. Yeah. And that would come from a place of defense as, as far as saying, oh, you know, yeah, this, this, this ugly body and this, and so that would be that negative self-talk that's speaking. But when we, when we. You know, take a moment and pause. We're able to choose how we respond or react, and responding is so empowering. Yeah, that's the word that that's what gives you courage. That's what gives you know speaks light to you know your daughter or whoever yeah. you're speaking to.
0: Yeah,
1: and we really need to remind ourselves that our words have so much power, yes. so much power behind them, because that is what we we think. And that's, so our our beliefs, our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our values. And it all comes down to it. If we believe it, we're going to speak it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so we really need to address where did that belief come from? Yeah. Is it serving you or not? And start rewiring your belief system. And that's the powerful thing is that we're not stuck with this. We're not stuck with these beliefs. And, And I like to use the analogy of like, I have an iPhone. So I say like my iOS updates, like it's constantly it running in the background. It's updating these little bugs and triggers and all these things that are happening so that your phone is fully functional. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You have this iOS operating in your mind that is constantly running and we need to update it yeah. because it's operating off of an old, old processor. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: so good. Okay. I want to go back a little bit because you mentioned your philosophies. So mm-hmm. you have two if i'm understanding correctly can you kind of all well, those are just th- th- that's just two of many i got a lot you have a lot laugh. <laughs> well, <I> <laughs> well kind of unpack those for us what are your philosophies how
1: did you come up with them Uh, I think overall I came up with them because they were almost reminders for myself. And then when I was on this journey, when it first started out, it was almost like these mantras and things that I would say or write little notes to myself to remind myself, Like, for example, there is no one size fits all. And so when we're on this journey, we think like, okay, well, if that person's doing it then I have to eat what they're doing because I'm going to get the same results. And it's like, that's, that, that's complete BS. Like think of it in any result. You can both be up, you know, say you have the same job, same position, but only one of you is going to get that promotion. One of you is going to make it to the top, right? So it's not about one size fits all. And when I gave myself permission to understand that what works for me is not going to work for somebody and vice versa. Cause I was actually trying to fit in somebody else's shoes and it just didn't apply. So I know I'm like one of my big pet peeves is you know, when you, uh, for example, my my fitness pal, we log in and it just automatically gives you 1,200 calories. Yeah. So for somebody who doesn't know, that's what they believe they have to eat. Right. I'm a very small petite person, and 1,200 calories is, is very low for me. And it's like you cannot use 1,200, and we're just using this example, is that one yeah. size because it's not going to it's not going to work for you. It's not sustainable. And so you really have to understand what's working for you will not work for somebody else and vice versa yeah so we need to strip that all together so like what we see in magazines or what we see like so-and-so is doing this diet okay great it may have worked for that person for like the three days because they're probably crying in their celery juice and wishing that they had some real food it's not it's not realistic and it's not sustainable and let me say celery juice is awful so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it I mean, not- I don't even like crunching on celery juice, so I can't <laughs> imagine drinking it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and there's no nutrition or taste or texture. I'm like, gosh, if this is life, then I just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. There was one philosophy that's on your website. I have to go back to it. Love yourself first. That's a big one of mine too. Because if we don't love ourselves first, we're not filling our cups and we don't have enough to give to other people so if we're not at our best we can't serve the rest and all love starts from within and that was a big lesson that I learned on my journey is that the level of love that I was currently allowing myself to feel for myself was the level that I was pouring out into other people yeah. and it was not healthy relationships it was not it was not comfort, comfortable or like I didn't even want to be in that because I'm like I didn't want to be in this relationship with myself yeah and I really had to address like, wow, okay, my level for <laughs> of love for myself is like, null. Right. So what am I actually pouring out in somebody else? Yeah. And so when you start filling your cup, you have so much more to pour. Mm-hmm. And my, I, was, I was like that, that um, broken vase kind of thing. Like you, what poured into me was like a sieve. It would just pour right out because I didn't value myself. I didn't believe I was worthy of love. So what was poured in was just like bare minimum, I was just operating on fumes
0: yeah yeah no that so helps.
1: that's that's uh it was a huge lesson for me and um you know when you when you start valuing yourself and you put these uh you know self-respect self-acceptance um, you start addressing you know where you're willing to go and boundary setting was big for me because i was mm-hmm. constantly um just running on fumes because i kept saying yes to everybody and everything because i thought that would fill me and it didn't yeah. it really just left me empty and feeling more discouraged and more disappointed and hence that cyclical you know self-abuse because we are we're damaging our, our own minds like if you constantly speak negativity what why would there be any positivity to you know pouring out of you yeah yeah i
0: love that okay so talk about consistency because you talk about in your website consistency yes. equals progress equals happiness so yes. can you
1: unpack that for me okay so consistency equals happiness equals progress or progress. I said that backwards. Cause I was just thinking what you said, because this equals progress equals happiness, because when we are consistent in the things that we do, and that's the, that's the, okay. Let's take that back even further. When we talked about the one size fits all, and we were jumping on this bandwagon or this yo-yo diet or this fad diet, we're constantly failing at it. Yeah. And we don't give it long enough time to even apply a result so we don't allow progress to happen. Mm-hmm. We feel like unhappy, discouraged, feel like that failure. So when you start this whole journey, it really is trial and error because again, no one size fits all, mm-hmm. you're going to figure out what works for you. And when you start to adhere to something long enough, you're going to see results, we yeah. can't give it three days or, or even seven, you know, like for example, like you started diet seven days and you're just like, ah, oh, I didn't lose anything. In fact, I gained. Throw that one out.
0: Right.
1: You have to come at it from a place of uh, balance and moderation, healthy, sustainable longevity. And when we're hopping on these these bandwagon diets, for example, celery juice or keto or paleo or whatever other diet is out there, yeah. ask yourself, can you sustain this over time? Like do you see yourself living this for the next you know three months, six months, twelve months, five years, ten years. If the answer right there is no, then don't bother. Yeah. You have to come at it from a place of, of, wow, this is something I can really do for the rest of my life. That builds that consistency. That builds that progress. And when you're consistently, or when you're consistent, you're consistently progressing. And when you're consistently progressing, you're actually happy because you're starting to, to go, your mind, body, and soul are all at the same pace. Yeah, And you're becoming happy because you're you're seeing the work that you're doing you know, the bear the fruit. Yeah. So why would you be discouraged? Right? Like, that's the happiness that's the inner work is just like really finding what works for you. And you're like, wow, okay. So like, for example, when I said about with my clients, they the the weight loss is an afterthought, because they've just become so consistently, you know, fueling their body, fueling their mind, fueling their soul, and they're starting to see this happiness growth in them. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know that was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the most important thing? Because you talk about mind, body, soul. So where should somebody start when they're trying to
1: get healthy? Absolutely. In the mind. Yeah. The mind has to be first because if you don't, if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Like I said, your physical is just a reflection of your inner work. Yeah. Your physical is just this body that, that does the job. It has no like thought process in a sense. It's just like, it, you think of it as the car. It's just, it's just there. We get in the car and you know, the, it has the gas and, and it, it's just a shell yeah. you got to get in and drive. But if you don't have the gas and you don't have the driver, what good is the car? Yeah. It's not going anywhere.
0: Right.
1: So absolutely has to start in our minds and you know, for, for me, the, uh, a missing component in my life, um, at the time was my spirituality. Like I didn't have any sort of filling of my soul. Yeah. And when we look back at when, you know, we're created on purpose, our creator gave us a soul yeah. to fill the body. That's the driver. Yeah. And so the mind is the gas. I love that. See, and so many people start with the body
0: thinking that everything right. else will just follow suit. And that's <laughs> I did that. totally backwards. It did, it yeah. did not work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Then- I think what many do, because it's what we see, we believe. Yeah. And so we can't see a, a soul. We can't see our minds. Yeah. We, our eyes are taken in this image. And that's a projection and a reflection that determines whether or not you are successful, whether you are happy, whether you are worthy, whether you are loved. And that's, for example, like when women step on the scale, they look at the number to dictate are they gonna be happy today? Are they, are they successful? Are they worthy? Are they? In, and so it's just a number. Yeah. And it literally is the most pointless, dumbest number in the world, right? Because it doesn't determine anything and it doesn't define you. Yeah. It literally just, it, it's like if you were to use a measuring tape and it tells you like the circumference of your waist, that's about as good as what the scale does. It tells you how much that whole thing that that car with the driver with the gas with some maybe some supplies in the trunk and its engine and all that goods that are in there that's what is telling you the weight of it is yeah your body includes your organs your bones your muscle your skin your water your tissues everything it doesn't define you
0: right oh that's so good okay so we you because you've you've got so many things. So the first thing is (laughs) your fit from within program where you've like got clients and then you also have an athletic shop. So how, so just walk me through this, how, which one came first, which just kind of all
1: the things I need to know. Okay. So how women typically start with the body first, and that's kind of working backwards. It's the cart before the horse. Yeah. And I did the same thing with my apparel line. Okay. I started my apparel line because I, I wanted, it was almost more like my affirmation to myself. And it was that power of I am. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this. It was, I was already on my journey and I thought it was amazing. And I really wanted to create this for women and to have, um, you know, more or less, like I wanted them to feel what I was feeling. Yeah. I wanted them to feel empowered. And the the athletic line is I am athletic. I am athletics and it's the apparel that represents like how you feel. It's almost like the best way I describe it to, to some people who who don't actually see it is it's almost like wearing a tattoo on your, on your clothing yeah. and it says, I am. And so every day when I would wear my, my um, you know, whether it's my tank top or my t-shirt or any of the other products, I was just reminded of, I am, and I would fill in. With an an affirmation or a mantra or something to remind me because it helped with remind or that reframing of my belief yeah. because so often we speak such words of disempower disempowering words you know I am not and then you fill in and yeah. so that's the belief and so when we shift this we are speaking truth we're speaking love, we're speaking all the positive things that are out there. And that's the the feeling of our, our, you know, again, our beliefs, our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And so if we can reframe that through our self-talk, then what else can we reframe? What else can we rewrite? What else can we unlearn? And we start that process from within. So that was my, um, you know, I started with the uh, apparel line and then i um you know just really started working at that point i was at my in my life was i had already started this transformation and it was just really so so much like beauty came from it. and i was just like i want to share this with the world and the more i started speaking about it the seed was planted to write a book and some of the words still in my, my brain still had it to work, you know, right. We're always a work in progress. Yeah. It said, you're not a writer. You can't do this. And it started to, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to believe that because right now writing a book, who am I? Right. And so those are the words. That's a thought process. That's everything we really need to work through. And I was just like, well, you are what your brand is. I am. Yeah. I was like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes you need to have your own lesson kind of just thrown back at you. And, you know, when I sat down and really started to digest this idea of writing a book, I said, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to write. Am I prepared for this? Am I willing to share it all? I wasn't going to write a book that, was, that would just kind of like surface stuff. Yeah, I, I had to go deep and if I'm gonna write a book it's, it's going to tell the whole journey. Yeah. And that's what my book is. There's nothing like no stone turned unturned. It's just, it's real, it's raw, it's relatable. And it's something that if I hadn't gone through it, then I wouldn't have my story and my message for other women, but also men as well.
0: Yeah. And so there's
1: it. my book. I started with my, um, you know, the I am athletics and it led into my coaching, um, my book writing, my podcast and just other speaking engagements.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say you are an author, you're a blogger, you have podcasts, you are a fitness coach. What does your schedule look like? I mean, how do you balance all of this? I do
1: a lot of chunking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. To some degree, but yeah, I like the flexibility and, um, I, I like that it's kind of a mixture of things because it doesn't, it keeps things like fresh, but you do have to reserve those boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I can't bounce from like a podcast to a writing session to a coaching session, but there are some days where they all kind of blend together because it's when, when it's your life's work, it, it literally is your life. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to balance those all out um, right now, obviously the focus is with, with my book. Um, You know, I'm, I'm proud of the story. There's some, you know, like there's the mixture of feelings like, oh my gosh, I did this to, Wow. I can't wait for people to read it because I really feel like they have to learn, you know, what I've learned and I, I, I want to share this. And, and then there's that mixture of like, oh, what if it doesn't go to plan? Right. Yeah. And so there's a whole mixture of things and it's just like really letting go. Like I said, I mean, the the chasing of perfection or the chase of anything to overcome that is to literally let go because we try so hard to to cling to control and it's based off of what we're able to see. And if we can't see something, we can't measure it. That's not necessarily true because sometimes when you let go, that's when everything comes to you. And that's when you're able to start being in the present moment to start, you know, planning for the future, but the future is not guaranteed either. But it's like, when we're, when we're clinging to that control, we're also living in the past. Yeah. And that's where so many of us just get tied up. That's something that holds us back again, the stories, the lies, the beliefs and excuses. And those are all in all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So have you always
0: been an entrepreneur or were you just kind of chasing passions as they came up?
1: No, I I would always say that I've I've always entrepreneur. Um, even at a young age, I would uh, I I jokingly say back in the day, like I would get my allowance and I would buy, for example, there were Swiss rolls, the the um, the little Debbie's uh, yeah. Swiss cakes. Yeah. And at the time, they were like ninety nine cents. I don't even know what they are now for like a six pack and. So my mom would give me like the eight cents for the the tax and I would go home and I would eat my little ho-ho and then my, my brothers would want them. And then maybe my parent might want, want one. And I started charging for it <laughs> and I was charging like 50 cents a pack. And so it, it, I was maybe like seven, eight years old at the time. Yeah. And I realized if I can turn my dollar into three and I'm like, what else can I do? <laughs> so it was just something that it, it was just kind of inspiring and it was you know and then I turning into like you know cutting lawns for some money and and you know always doing things to get that reward and it was just for me that was always fun and then of course I worked into uh, you know I worked in a corporate position as well and it was fun while it lasted but then when you kind of get to the top position that you're willing to go you're just like okay what's next and then Mm. I started working for myself so after that point it was just everything was online. I started uh, working with my, doing other uh, projects and just building as I grow. And that's part of being an entrepreneur is just really taking that risk and seeing a need and filling it. And so throughout my journey into this fitness and and lifestyle brand, that was something that I personally was doing. So what I needed, I've now created. And that's why I have like tools and resources to give back to women who are maybe not even sure if they're ready to start yet or those who have started. And I help them along the way with everything that I've created. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to take them on this journey because on the other side of it, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, and it's like almost too good not to share. And I'm like, come on, you guys got to see this. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know, like when something, you know, like, I don't know, you go see a movie and you love it and you go tell all your friends, you have to see it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's yeah. like when you start uncovering who you are, you realize like wow, life really is beautiful. Yeah.
0: Oh, this has been so great. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to get healthy, where should they start?
1: So to get healthy and where to start would first be ask yourself why. Yeah. Because if you don't know why and you don't know your intention, grasping at straws isn't going to get you anywhere yeah you have to have a crystal clear reason so that's like your why that's your intention because if you just say i want to lose weight okay why yeah. well because i want to be skinny why so i can look good in my bathing suit why yeah. and start really uncovering what is your drive behind your why because if that's not if you're not driving you you have no destination it's just a wish at this point So you really need to get clear on that. Um, you know, so like I said, I, with my clients, when they come to me and they tell me they want to lose X pounds, that's the first thing we talk about. Why, why is that important to you? Because I don't want, I don't want you to, to fail and not having the results isn't necessarily a reflection of me. It'd be a reflection of the work that you're not doing. And if you're not committed to doing the work, then this wouldn't be a great relationship. Right. Right. And I, and I really want to send them home with that homework to really come back with, with clarity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not looking for the very, very root, 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 like all the way down, but it has to be a compelling why. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. So I do. Okay. I do have another question too, because I know so many people in the health and the fitness industry, they say that, you know, weight is just a number like the scale. It's just a number. So for somebody who is, on who has a significant amount of weight to lose how would they track their progress if they're not weighing themselves if they're not worried about the scale how
1: how would they do that there's a number of ways and actually i use the scale as the least um the least important factor in there Um, first of all tracking when we come to tracking progress tracking for example your meals you're eating. Cause that gives you accountability. Yeah. I'm not asking you to count like calories or, you know, everyone has a different, uh, form of tracking, but everyone also has a different idea of what healthy is yeah. or like what, what is quality food. Right. And so bringing awareness to what you actually do eat is important. Um, so tracking your, your food in that sense, whether you keep a food journal, um, you know, using an app Whether you weigh your food or you don't, whether you count calories or you don't, count macros or you don't, it doesn't matter. Bring awareness to what you're actually consuming. Um, Another form is progress pictures. Huge. Take progress pictures. So many of our clients are just so petrified of it because they don't even want to see themselves in the mirror, let alone take a picture and then share it with somebody. But that's just everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And so if you don't have a start point, yeah you won't have a, you know, end destination. Cause again, it comes to why. So okay. at this point it's just, it's just, you know, it's just a picture. Um, so, okay. So tracking progress pictures, tracking your food measurements. I have five places that I suggest all of, uh, clients take measurements from, and that's from your chest, your arm, your waist, your hips and your legs. And so, I would suggest maybe biweekly or even monthly measure again and just keep a log. Again, tracking, tracking gives you data and data is something you're able to measure. And if you, so if you don't, you can't manage what you don't measure. Yeah. So there's no result. Like you can't just say, Oh, well, I'm not making any progress because the scale hasn't moved. And it's like, Oh, you look smaller. Your clothes are fitting looser. You get, you've gotten compliments. Your progress pictures show. Yeah. But you're relying on a scale. Right.
0: Right. That's been I will say the progress pictures throughout my I've been I mean r- really consistent since January and I usually what I've been doing is um I do progress pictures at the first of the month and then I weigh every Sunday and like last month for instance I lost like 2 pounds. Like hardly nothing. I was like really discouraged. And then I looked at my pictures and I was like, Oh, well, I'm still seeing progress. Like it may not be the progress I think I should be seeing, but it's still progress and I'm still moving in the right direction. So that's That's really great.
1: Yeah. Progress is progress, no matter how big or small it is. And that's the journey of it is that, you know, we didn't get to these points in our life, uh, you know, whether it's weight loss or, um, you know, like, uh, whether you're Looking for a, a partner for something like that, like yeah. you didn't. It, it's a it's a process, you yeah. know. Finding the right job or finding the right partner, right house. You have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and and it's just really that part of it, the journey that you kind of fall in love with the progress because as you start seeing little results, they become that like addiction. You're like. Yeah wow, I just, you know, another win here, another win here. And so that becomes the goal that you're after. Like, even if it's one pound, it's one pound that you, you know, lost, you know? And so we have to think of it as realistic and sustainable. And I know that with the, the, with a lot of the diet culture out there is like, you know, lose 30 pounds in in one month. And I'm just thinking, I remember back in the day before I really had this full like grasp of it when I was on that, um, I was at consumer.
0: And yeah. I was just like,
1: I want to, you know, that sounds like too good to be true, but realistically I didn't have 30 pounds to lose. So how could they promise me if I sign up for their program, yeah. that would put me well below, I'd probably, you know, be dead at this point yeah. because you can't guarantee 30 pounds for everybody.
0: Right. Cause again,
1: that would be a one size fits all. So if I was, I mean, at some point in my brain, it says, wait, that's, that that doesn't apply to you like don't sign up for that one (laughs) pass wait for the next one this is like five pounds you're like okay that's me you know and so (laughs) you know and and it's just you can't prey on somebody's like emotional like level at that point because you when you're in such a pain point because you've gotten to that far feeling like that that failure that you you're just give give me the quickest fix out of here yeah and that's where too much of these diets just prey on that and it, it pains me to see people being taken advantage. Yeah. And so what I do is teach the longevity. I teach overall calories, which is needed for your body and break it down to nutrition because we need to have balance. We need carbs. We need fats and we need protein. Yeah. And those are your macronutrients and macronutrients are calories and your body needs calories. Calories yeah. are what our body operates on. Like I said, it's the gas, like, you know, that's the soul part of it. Like we need to fill our insides kind of things. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you just, just uh, two pounds, that's two pounds. Yeah. Give yourself a big pat on the back. Cause mm-hmm. that's two pounds that you didn't lose the day or week before. Right. And so accumulating them over time, is part of the journey. So two pounds, five pounds, you know, one pound and so on. It all adds up. Yeah. And when you look back, you see how much you've actually lost. Right. And one of my favorite quotes is by C. S. Lewis is when you look back, day by day nothing changes, but when you look back, everything's changed. And it's so real how we look at things as the the instant gratification, like we want it here and now,
0: yeah. but we're
1: not willing to work at it. Yeah. And so when you are willing to work at it because you have that why and you have that drive, you look back and say, Wow, over time I've lost you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, but it wasn't going to happen here and now. And you're not going to see every pound loss. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so good. And I just, I resonate with it. <laughs> I do. It's so good.
1: So where can listeners follow you? Where are you? I'm everywhere. So <laughs> on all social, social media, it's I am Rachel Brooks and my website is I am and my book Chasing Perfection is on Amazon and all the other online platforms and it'll be out in all bookstores. So it's just uh, something, yeah, something I'm super excited about. Well, Actually, I mean, it's already there, but go get it, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, it's everywhere at this point. So I don't know how distribution and stuff yeah. really is working these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but yes. Well, I'm definitely
0: putting experience. it on my book list to read cuz that sounds amazing.
1: Yes. Well, awesome. This has been really great and I'm and I'm glad that it's been, you know, you and I can really resonate on so many of these, you know, topics yeah. because I think we're well, we're both on this journey. We're at different points of our journey. And that's the beauty of it: is that we we're all in this together and we're all striving to become our best and most confident selves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this with me. You're I know welcome. you're so busy. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Daily Haley Podcast. If you are looking to connect outside of these weekly episodes, you can follow me on Instagram at ms underscore Haley G, or you can email the daily Haley podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for the continued support and have a great week.